Hello and welcome to Warlocks, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me this week is Shane. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you doing? Doing pretty solid. Um, would you mind introducing yourself for those who may not know you? Not at all. Um, I am uh, one of the uh, mods on the tabletop simulator uh, mod for Crisis Protocol. Uh, I've also now written a few articles for Across the Bifrost, mm -hmm. um, doing the rampant speculation uh, column. Yes, uh, and just so people recognize you, you are Zetan. Yeah, yeah, Zetan. Zetan. <laughs> on on, yep. Yeah, I kind of go back and forth. Shane is my real name. Zetan is an online handle that I use a lot. Um, so you'll, you'll sometimes see me under one name or the other, depending on which discord server, which <laughs> article title, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. Um, so now I must m ask you the second most important question of the show. Who do you want to see Marvel crisis protocol that isn't already there? Uh, I struggled with this one cause I've got a few high contenders but I think I'm going to go with Spider-Ham. Ooh. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I I would love to see... Uh, I, I always love playing really wide lists. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm always a fan of characters with lower threat levels because that lets me bring more characters. Um, and I like the Web Warriors affiliation a lot. Um, and... And they do have a threat three leader, which is one of the things that's helpful for going wide. But they so far have no threat two characters. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it would be really cool to see them do like a threat two spider ham that does like some of the same things that you see from a lot of the Spider-Man style characters. Um, but just make him, you know, apply some of that like rocket raccoon logic where he's got you know, very, very low defensive stats, low stamina. Um, maybe get the, the size one. Uh, what is, what does Rucket have? It's called, uh, where he's got cover all the time. Small stature. Yeah. Um, you know, model it all after that. Um, <laughs> but then having some of that Spider-Man maneuverability and, and those kind of tricks. Very fair. Really cool. Uh, there, are, there are a couple spider people who I would prefer to see first. Um, I, I am impatient for Silk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, we've talked about this off stream, but on one of your rampant speculation things, you were talking about secondary spider first leaders. Um, and I was like, eh, I disagree with your choice. And we had a conversation about this. Um because Miss Marvel in uh who set three has a team up card with Miles Morales. Yep, yep. And so I I would not be surprised if we get a second Miles Morales, a non-leader Miles Morales into the game. And if that happens, I think we're getting Fowler as the Spider-Foes leader with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, like, it hadn't even occurred to me when I wrote that article that, um, you know, uh, I was thinking about affiliation sort of being self-contained with a set, within a set, mm -hmm. but I wasn't really thinking about uh, team tactics cards. Maybe I'll have to go back and look those over again. 
Um, but uh, it, it does seem like if a set is going to be self-contained, then all the team tactic cards have to be able to work within that set as well. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think you might be right that we're going to get another Miles Morales. And I just think Prowler is the best pick for secondary Spider-Force leader. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I I haven't read uh, really any of the comics with Miles. Um, mm -hmm. But of course, uh, Into the Spider-Verse was amazing. Yeah. And um, I've played uh, that, that newer PlayStation video game a lot. And mm -hmm. yeah, definitely would be really cool to see that character. Yeah, and cool it's... costume too. That would be and, fun to paint. And a thing that I brought up a bunch in my... Uh, in my series on alternate leaders for uh, the affiliations, is that I think secondary leaders should represent something different than the primary leader. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's why I want like a new version of Killmonger to be the secondary leader for Wakanda. Mm, mm -hmm, mm. Um, and. Prowler represents something very starkly different from Green Goblin, where he represents the enemies of Miles Morales rather than the enemies of Peter Parker. Right, right. And I think that's a really good fit. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agreed on all fronts, um, and I, I absolutely hope you're right. Mm -hmm. But that leads us to, who did you bring today? Uh, I brought Viper. Mm -hmm. So Viper is definitely an overlooked character, um, but she's one I put on the table kind of regularly, just because I like her. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan as well. Um, I I had kind of been playing around with um, every affiliation that can field at least seven characters at 17 points. Uh, which there's quite a few now. Um, but one of them was Cabal, uh, mm -hmm. specifically with Sin as the leader. Um, especially now that Cabal has some threat twos in it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I haven't actually been that much of a fan of Bob, but I really like threat two. Um, Bullseye. Uh, Bullseye, yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, trying out Viper in there, you know, everyone is like, oh, but you've got Mystique. You've got, you know, Baron Zemo. Like, if you need a long mover, like, why would you choose Viper? Um, but I, I've been having a lot of fun with her uh, mm -hmm. in Sin Cabal. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think she does bring some interesting things to the table. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's, it's not just range long move. She also has that mm -hmm. range to place. Yes. Yes, for sure. And then occasionally she can kill people on their turn with a coiled yes. serpent. It's rare, but it happens. It, it happens. And uh, I've also found that often the threat of Coiled Serpent is more powerful than the use of Coiled Serpent. Oh, yeah. Um, that, you know, if, if, if someone only has a few stamina left and she's got at least two power, they have to really think hard about whether they want to attack her. Mm-hmm. And then she also has three conditions she gives out. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. So, 
Viper has been, for a bit now, a mainstay in my unaffiliated conditions list. Mm. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Just because she gives out a variety of conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, for this for this show, she is affiliated to Cabal, so we will not be talking about her in Cabal. Naturally. Uh, but there are plenty of other places to put her. Um, where would you like to start? Oh, let's see. Uh, like I said, I definitely really like affiliations that can go wide. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking at things like Avengers, Brotherhood. Um, let's see. The widest uh, I'm getting of... X-Men soon. Yeah, <laughs> eh, we'll see. Uh, the widest we'll of see. them all, Guardians. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um... And and web warriors, as we were talking before. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, let's dig in more. I think he's great in Steve Vengers. Mm, yep. Yep. Placement ring for one, coiled serpent for one, really makes her a powerhouse at times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a really nice leadership ability. Yeah, it's not quite your wide list, but I think it's something where she excels, especially as an extract runner, where she can go out and put herself in danger early in the game, especially off of an advanced R&D, where she can go up, uh, place one, pick up a middle objective, and then move back, where you can... Advanced R&D has been adjusted, rightfully so. (laughs) Yes. So now you can't do that all on action uh, on activation one, but you can also set it up where she can threaten, easily threaten someone with an attack who goes after the middle extract if yep. Uh, yep. they decide to bum rush it instead. Um, and then that attack could hand out a condition like poison or stun. Yeah, which are, which are dirty together. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she really likes the rerolls off of Guardians of the Galaxy for the extra chance either at priming one of her conditions. Because Guardians can be a little bit of a condition list at times. Mm, yep. Yeah, it makes sense. And and yeah, all of her conditions do require wilds to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's not rolling a bucket of dice. Even Even her spender is only six. Yeah. Um, so definitely some rerolls can help her make those a little more consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also want to talk about convocation. Oh, yeah. Um, they are, they can technically go wide as well. Um, yes, yes. But I think more importantly for this conversation is the uh, ability to place one after getting hit. Mm-hmm. And she is a character with stealth. So you yes. can set yourself... You can force either... Um, it gets to the point where you can... The opponent really has to tailor their spacing to both avoid Coiled Serpent and get you for a double attack. And then in that case, you can use that place one to go in closer to Coiled Serpent. Right. Or, or to get further further away to take advantage of stealth and yeah. take the second hit. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
So that little bit of reposition can be very powerful. Uh, Defenders is another thing. Uh, she is a mono attack type character, so getting the chance to switch around her attack types is never a bad thing, and that's another condition for her to give out. Oh, yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then... Does, are there any others that jump up to you as things you want to talk about? Um, not immediately. Um, yeah, I, I have played about half of these affiliations, and so mm. I'm definitely uh, scrolling through all of the, the abilities. I, I have actually never played as or against Convocation. Ah! Um, so, so I'm not nearly as familiar with that leadership ability, but um, mm -hmm. I, I like it a lot. Um, yeah. Reading it again now. Um, then there's also Inhumans, um, who again get, can either constantly supply can constantly supply the power for her superpowers, which she's never going to complain about. Um, Wakanda gives her a lot of consistency for rolling those wilds on her thing, just by giving her an extra reroll at any time she needs it. Yep. Uh, web warriors means that she, her coiled serpents are exceptionally dangerous. Yes. Yes. Very much. Mm-hmm. And then we also have to talk about uh, Big Daddy D. Oh, yep. Yep. Because I think she is a fairly solid... I think she works very well for Dormammu in a case where you need someone to run an extract. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. She she can take advantage of that extra power in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, and and definitely is certainly a great token runner. Oh, yeah. For <clears throat> sure. And it also always gives her either Displacement Ring or a Coiled Serpent, which... But double move, double long move, then displacement ring. I think the only person that can catch up to her, uh, in a in a straight sprint is Mister Quicksilver. Yep, yep. Which that is quite significant. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I I've been using her actually. Um. I will often run her up to my opponent's back extract um, and pick it up and sort of just challenge them to fight her. Mm -hmm. um, I found that she is just survivable enough that it often takes them like two or three actions to take her down, at which point their game plan has been completely thrown off. Um, you know, one of their characters is like still back where they started out. Mm -hmm. They were planning on coming forward and doing something. Meanwhile, all my other characters are grabbing things, and all my opponent has accomplished is uh, dazing her and getting their own back extract. <laughs> yeah. Um, and speaking of characters that love long movers, Mystique Affiliation. Yes. One of the way I prefer to play Brotherhood. <laughs> yes, me as well, uh, clearly. Uh-huh. Though I probably play it different than you, since I generally play Sabertooth in Mystique Affiliation. 
And I imagine you are Mystique Quicksilver Toad. Uh, definitely Mystique Quicksilver Toad. I will usually stick Sabretooth in as a fourth um, because mm-hmm. they don't really have a fourth small option. Um, so when you get into like the higher point values where they can run um, seven wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was just the, expecting you to take... Yeah, I was just expecting you to take, like, Winter Soldier or someone like that. I, I've definitely, like, gone back and forth on it. And certainly with the um, revision of Winter Soldier, uh, he's a much more appealing option. Um, but I definitely am partial to long movers. Mm-hmm. Um, and and am willing to pay a little bit extra for Sabretooth. Um yeah. Because of that long move. I also think Sabretooth is generally underrated because people forget he's a size 3, which means displacing him is harder than you think. Yep, yep. I love facing a Sabretooth into a Valkyrie. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yep. He just mauls a Valkyrie. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Oh, I do my combo. Oh, you're still alive. Oh, I get hit in the face. I'm dead. Yep. <laughs> I gave you two advances. Shoot. <laughs> um, so, yeah. We, we've talked about a lot of options. Is there one that jumped out to you as the thing you want to follow today? Oh, let's see. I'm a little torn. Um... In some ways, I am interested in Convocation because I haven't actually like messed around with that affiliation at all. Um, but I also do really enjoy Mystique Brotherhood. Mm. And sadly, they have no crossover. Yep, none at all. <laughs> there, there, are, there are no wizards in the Brotherhood. Uh, there's a witch, but sadly, she's not in the Convocation. Nope, nope, they wouldn't let her in. <laughs> I don't know what she did, but... Eh, probably mm. war crimes, knowing the mutants. <laughs> These things do happen sometimes. Beast is like Mr. War Crimes in the comics. <laughs> it's true. Alright. Um. Yeah, well... Probably Mystique... Brotherhood is going to be more interesting because I have more uh, familiarity with with the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, if 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 we do go convocation, you're gonna do most of the explaining to me. Um, whereas we might have a little bit more back and forth if we do Mystique. Fair enough. So let's start off with Mystique there, um, and then I'm guessing we're getting Toad, Quicksilver, and Sabretooth in there. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quick Quicksilver became one of my favorite characters very early on mm-hmm. um, after releasing, and um, obviously Toad is an amazing objective runner. Oh yeah. Um, we're playing. We're playing objective game all the time. Absolutely, just the way I like it. Mm-hmm. Now, is there anyone? else who jumps out to you as a character you want to get in here early? Uh, let's see. So, it definitely would be nice to have one more affiliated character 
whether we go with uh, Sabretooth or Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. um, I think for this very objective-focused list that we've already got put together, maybe Sabretooth does make more sense yeah. as someone that we can sort of plop down next to, especially a secure objective, um, and and be much more annoying to move than a lot of our other characters. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So currently we have five characters, which are Viper, Mystique, Toad, Quicksilver, and Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to suggest the fir- uh, second not long mover of this list. Okay. Um, another character that is super annoying to get off of a point, really survivable, um, and has another shared function with Mr. Uh, Sabretooth, which is Lizard. Ooh, interesting. I have never put Lizard on the table, but I'm pulling up his card now. Cool. <laughs> uh, so he has both flat reduction and healing factor. Yep, yep. Uh, which is means he is very survivable. Yes, yes. And 433 as his defense line. Mm-hmm. And he's that magical three threat you want for going wide. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then he has healing factor, which means suddenly we would have two uh, exceptional healing targets in the list. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, we probably want to put that in anyway. So makes sense to get that synergy. Mm-hmm. And he's just he's a great extract holder. Yes. Yes. Mm hmm. So, um, is there anyone that jumps out to you? Let's see. Um, like I said, I have been really partial to uh, Bullseye mm-hmm. since becoming Threat 2. Um, I, I think that he does a lot for his threat value. Yes. Um, and... Trying to pull up his new card. <laughs> mm-hmm. There it is. Um, yeah, he he just gets so much value out of that two threat. Yeah. Um, his his ability to always do a point of damage when he attacks means that if an opposing character is at like you know only one or two left, you can just guarantee. And there are very few guarantees in this game. Oh, yeah. Um, so it feels invaluable to just be able to say, okay, now that character falls over. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition, he has a lot of uh, the thing I was describing with Viper earlier, where you have to kind of think twice about attacking him. Yeah. Um, especially if you are at, you know, low health. I've had a time when, like, he only had, like, one or two stamina left, and my opponent is still looking at him like, my character only has one stamina left. If I do not take him out with this shot, if this shot whiffs, then, you know, this big character who, you know, is doing their first attack and then trying to go move over and do something else to, like, get his token. He's going to die. As a threat, too. And he can take someone out by being attacked. Yeah. Um, Um, So, yeah. And another thing, he does, he has... uh, the line of text on a bunch of his attacks called 
that says defending character does not benefit from cover. Yes. Which yep. is yep. becoming more and more relevant. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that and that even overrides Rocket. <laughs> yes, but also more importantly, it overrides superpowered scoundrels. It sure does. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So yeah, let's get him in. Um. Hmm. There are just too many good options. I want to talk about a favorite tech piece for Mystique Affiliation that okay. I love, which is Wasp. Ooh. Another long mover who is who can who has stealth, um, and a lot of rerolls inherently, so she's fairly survivable on a point. Um, but also she has a little card called Pim Particles. And the thing you can do with Pim Particles is you can use it on Mystique's turn so they can't brace for impact the threat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And also, she is scarily mobile. Yes, yes. Um, Yeah, between the long move when she's tiny, changing size gets her a little bit of a placement. Um, Uh And I've I've always liked um, that she drops objective tokens when changing tiny. Because mm-hmm. it means that she can grab one, bring it back to where it's safe, drop it, and have one of your other characters pick it up. Um, the other fun really thing, handy. the other fun thing, which I realized on a relatively recent episode, um, is you can mission objective her dropping the token. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yep, yep. Which is kind of hysterical. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I am going to... I'm changing tiny, so I'm passing this off to you before I go tiny. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you can get this setup where you can do Wasp Fury, go medium move, change, size change again, another Wasp Fury for another medium move, and then another size change. And then yep. on your turn, you can change size again, and so that's what... Two medium moves plus four range one places. Uh huh. Across like a turn and a half. <laughs> that's a lot of distance. And that's only off like. Six power. I mean, six power. Yep. Six power. Obviously, you're getting the attacks in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's 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 not a small attack. <laughs> now, also. She has probably one of my favorite builders on her tiny side, which is Stingo Blast. Range 2, 5 dice energy attack. Uh, gain power equal to damage dealt. The target character does not gain power for damage dealt by this attack. Yes. That is always a great ability. Yeah. Because um, the, the, there's always sort of that consideration, especially when attacking characters with a lot of stamina. Like, if I'm not actually going to take you down before the game is over all i'm doing is feeding you uh-huh um but but that sort of negates that downside 
and oh, yeah. it gives you the freedom to to roll those dice. And who knows, maybe you will get amazing rolls and mm-hmm. take out a character that that was expected to stick around for much longer. Yeah. So, uh, are you down to put her in? Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds great. Cool. So we need two more characters. Let's see. Um, another favorite of mine um, that that I always like sticking in lists out of in and out of affiliation is Core Black Widow. Yeah. Um, Got another yep. two point in there. <laughs> Uh, another two-pointer and also another long mover. So, um, I have... There's a conversation to be had here. <laughs> I am a massive fan of three-point Agent Widow. Mm, okay. Um, and she does a lot of the stuff we were already talking about this list doing, which is... Um, she can put in, she if you don't take her out with an attack, she can get out of range really quickly. And if ever you spike on a roll, she can come in and get you VP. Mm, that is true. Yes. Yeah. Um, in, interrogate the, there are not that many abilities in the game uh, that that score VP without interacting with the crisis at all. Yeah. And. That, that that is that is a really cool option to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other fun thing is one of my favorite uh, mystique affiliation uh, crises is hammers because yeah. you get yep. mystique is in there with rapid fire. You get that. You get bullseye who is snoring tether with hammers. Blah blah blah. Black Widow Agent of Shield is really done with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> As we well know. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So it's it's a question of which Black Widow we want, really. Yeah, yeah. Because we also have the like long move martial artist plus stealth combo of Black Widow core box. Mm-hmm. And occasionally she will just randomly stagger a person with her spender. Yep. Yep. Um, and and her counter strike is yet another uh, dealing damage when you attack her. Mm-hmm. Um, so 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 making that a little bit of a risk. Uh, I feel like I haven't had it take someone down as often as many of the other abilities we're talking about, but... Yeah, because it's rolling dice rather than automatic damage. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Um, the other thing about Agent Widow is unless they are actively on top of you, um, potting shot will get you into stealth range 75% of the time. Yeah. 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 And, And it's always nice to be able to essentially negate the second attack. Oh, yeah. For someone who starts their activation close to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we All also right. have Weird mm-hmm. Synergy, because we have Viper, who gives out a lot of conditions, and we have the automatic bleeds from uh, Bullseye. Widow's Kiss is a ability. Yes. Which adds one dice for each special condition the target character has, and has a random... Ooh, a non-size-restricted push. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, I think you may have convinced me. Uh, this this might be the first time I'm putting Agent Widow in a list uh, mm. because because I'm I'm so addicted to Core Widow, <laughs> but I, I I feel like I'm having an intervention and I should try her out. <laughs> yes, you should. Def- I I think everyone should at least try every model. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it there was just a. I I am also probably one of the biggest. I am such a big fan of Agent Widow that someone asked a question about it on the Danger Room Discord, and uh, Jacob just went, "Hey, calling at Lexa." <laughs> so I'm a little biased in this regard. Oh, completely understandable. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you've sold me. Let's put her in there. The other option, because the rules have been changed, is we can play both of them. Oh, that's true. And then, depending on the threat value, um, we could play one or the other in the squad. Mm-hmm. Let's see. And that does get us, at that point, we've got three threat twos to choose from. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of threat threes. And, and a threat yeah. four. Yep. Yep. Uh, the only other one that I want to throw in the gate, and he's another threat three, but he does something that none of our characters do yet, which is have Mystic, and that is Hood. Yes, I have been eyeing Hood. Uh, haven't actually gotten a chance to put him on the table. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull him up real quick. But yeah, he, he's got some interesting stuff going on. Yeah. Um, again, rapid fire, this time Mystic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has healing that gives out a condition, uh, so he can heal three damage and then, uh, up to three damage and then gives them the bleed special condition, which if you're healing someone like a Sabertooth, bleed is nothing. Right, right. Um... And then he ha- he can give out the shock condition, which is very solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he becomes possessed, uh, he can beca- he becomes really scary and gets a flat reduction of two to a minimum of one. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Mm-hmm. But I think more importantly is we have Hood Gang that we could play. Oh, we're yeah. playing a very objective strategy, and we have a lot of characters who can make multiple attacks in a turn. So, you can use Hood's Gang and get a lot of rerolls on characters also with objectives. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's like, we have our rapid fires, and we, we have a lot of rapid fire characters. We have uh, Mr. Sabertooth, who, if you can land his finisher, gets another attack. Um, so we just, we have the density of multiple attack things that I think Hood would be very solid at just when we need to turn, we, Hood's gang can do a lot for us to turn. Yeah, that makes sense. And it, it does seem like in, in sort of modern times, having a mystic attacker around, can be important in certain matchups. Oh yeah, um, 
especially Ooh. against, I think, the team we are going to struggle with the most, Web Warriors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they, they have the same game plan as us, but possibly more tools to execute it. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're probably not going as white as us, but mm -hmm. the fact that we can start picking them off with Hood and that Mystic attack, I think is very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. So do you want to get Two Point Widow or Hood in there? Oh, let's go ahead and put Hood in there. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm exiting my comfort zone entirely and, mm -hmm. and trying new things. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. It is not. So let's head on to Crisis Selection. And I, there's one we talked about earlier that I think we get in here, which is Superpowered Scoundrels, uh, Fawn Sinister Syndicate. Yep. Um, let's see here. I actually don't know if I have played that one yet. That's that's the one that we've seen, but hasn't gotten a U.S. release, if I yes, remember right. Yes, it's, which, it's in which... the Rogue Gambit pack. Yes, yes. Yep. So it is five ambush tokens on the F secure. Right. At 20 points, and characters contesting an ambush token have cover from attacks made by characters not contesting the same ambush token. Yes. Yeah, that 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 card is going in every list I make after I buy that pack. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it's very good here, especially since we can drop a pen on one of them. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then I think we want D's and B's. Uh, for sure. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, uh, is do you have some favorite D's and B's? Uh, well, well we're still on Secures. Um... I like Mutant Madman a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I find that uh, flip secures are really neat when you've got more characters than your opponent. Yeah. Um, just just being able to like flip a couple on one part of the table and then having the, especially with such fast characters, um, the ability to move around and go elsewhere. Yeah, it does have some anti synergy with um, Mystique because, like, she sort of turns any secure into a flip secure at um, times. <laughs> but the other thing, but she does actually have some active synergy with it as well because we are playing a bunch of characters that only generate one power turn. But the extract rebate means if we pick up an extract and then goes to the secure, we can still flip the secure on turn one. That's true. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, and that can be very helpful. Mm hmm So yeah, I do think we can get Mutant Madman in here. Sounds good. And then, uh, I don't think we're a fighty team, so I think we're fine playing Extremist 3.0. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always a fan of that one as well. Mm-hmm. So those are, uh, secures. I think we're much, much less concerned with the shape of our extracts, since we only really have to grab them turn one. Of course. Yep. Yep. And um, let's start off with the one we were talking about earlier, Worthy. Yes. Yep. 
any I think anything that has four or more tokens is worth considering, and I do think that Worthy has some cool synergies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that that's a good one to take. And then in the same realm, uh, struggle for the cube continues. Yes. Uh, Sabertooth is amazing on this scenario. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. This would be, um, uh, let me do math, Mystique plus Quicksilver plus Sabertooth is 10, which leaves us 17, which means we get Toad, uh, Lizard, and Bullseye. And so mm-hmm. we're going six wide. Yep. And we get two characters with healing factor on cubes. Yes. Which I think is really good. <laughs> it sure is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Then... I have been known. I have been known to sit uh, with like two cubes on a really fragile character and just let them like wither while they score a bunch of points. <laughs> uh, but it's definitely much better if you can survive it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, also from the core set, we have Spider Infected Invade Manhattan. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, that's another that has five tokens, uh-huh. um, and also has the, uh, in my opinion, upside of, um, each person can only hold one of them, uh-huh. um, which if my opponent doesn't have as many characters as I do, it means that often, like, they aren't able to pick it up after they knock one of them out of my hands. Yeah. Um, because they're already holding one or mm-hmm. what have you. Um, and so I've got more characters to spare on holding one of those tokens than my opponent does. For sure. Um, the only other one that I would consider, which is only a three-point extract, but has big potential because we have Toad, is Deadly, Deadly Legacy Virus. Yes. I have definitely considered that one now and again. Um... It certainly has a lot of potential for scoring points in a way that uh, three token extracts usually don't. Yes. Um, and I, I don't think I've ever successfully gotten all the tokens on, cute, on Toad, but the dream is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I have successfully gotten all the tokens on one character before. It was in Crim Syndicate. Using their leadership ability to pass them around. That makes a lot of sense. I've I've definitely had my eye on Syndicate. Oh yeah. Uh, when 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 I talked about um, uh, doing doing stuff with only set one, and realized that like most of the the tricks I use to go wide don't work when you're limited to just set one. Yeah. Um, I think that affiliation actually stands out to me as as possibly the one I would play in that format. Because mm-hmm. um, I think only because... Guardians can go wide at set one. Yes. And, like, I played so much Guardians early on, um, and they did get better, but I'm not sure they have ever been my play style. <laughs> um, they are they... a lot more fighty than you. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I, I like to play the token game, and I quickly realized that they don't actually play the token game. Yeah. Um, 
the 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 only long movers they have either are very expensive or literally can't pick up tokens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by very expensive, I mean four or more. But yes, <laughs> yes. And... Somehow four is expensive. Good for yeah, you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's that's the world I live in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so I I think that they don't suit my playstyle as much as I wish they did. Yeah. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. I have love in my heart for all of the affiliations, so. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, you, you sit me down blind with any list and I'll have fun. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I am the one who, who played Spider Foes when there were only four members. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm the in- I'm the one who made it an entire archetype of Spider-Foes that no longer exists because of gem changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, and and that that would also be another interesting thing to go back to with um uh playing only set one characters because now they have that new uh green goblin upgrade and yeah. you know, update and uh the things you could do with those four characters are a lot different now than they used to be oh yeah um so we have now two tactics cards yes and i'm going to say something very very weird okay i don't think we need asteroid m that is weird, but I don't think I disagree. <laughs> Asteroid M most of the time is to bring your gun platform into the middle of the board using one of your long movers. Mm-hmm. Yep. We do not have a gun platform in this. We sure don't. The closest thing we have is Bullseye, and <laughs> he is certainly not a gun platform. <laughs> and I think we want some defensive tech. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is why I want to suggest the Book of Truth. Yes, I do like that card a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think that card makes perfect sense for this list. And um, then uh, there are three cards, three more cards that I think we just get in, which are Deception. Of course. Yep. Uh, exceptional healing. Yep. Because we have both lizard and saber tooth. Um, and hood gang. Yep. Yep. We talked about that one. And then we also talked about pin particles. Mm-hmm. But that leaves us five more cards, and I think we've exhausted all of our options for character-specific cards. I believe so. Yes. Um. Because we don't have uh, the Hawkeye to play professionals, and we don't have uh, the Magneto or Scarlet Witch to play uh, difficult to please. Correct. Yep. Yep. So now let's talk about the restricted list. Yep. Um, and I think we had, and I want to say we go brace field dressing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's usually my two restricted choices yeah we're playing uh, a white team so field dressing has more inherent power because we're playing a white team 
Embrace yep. is just the savior bacon of a card. It sure is. <laughs> when you really need a character to not immediately crumble and drop a token, mm -hmm. uh, Brace is the card. And then we talked about it earlier, but I think it's actually a fairly solid card is Mission Objective. Yes. Uh, that card is stapled to my roster builder. Like, mm. it's almost the first card I add before I even decide affiliation. Um, I, and I, I don't think it gets talked about enough in a lot of the, the communities. Mm -hmm. But certainly locally here, like, everybody loves Mission Objective. That card is so good. Yes. Uh, and now there are two more cards that I want to talk about that I I enjoy but might not quite make the list because tactics cards are still very tight. Yes. Uh, first up is a personal favorite, Marked for Death. Hmm, interesting. Let me pull that one up. Do you want Amazing uh, Spider-Man to have a terrible day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now, do you want to turn off cover for a specific character on Superpower Scoundrels? Mm-hmm. Uh, that does make a lot of sense. Yep. And it's super cheap. It's only two characters within five of the same character, each paying one. And it yes. loses stealth, beat becomes slow, and cannot modify or reroll its defense dice. Yeah. 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 I, I find this one interesting, too, Uh particularly because in the the speed becoming slow can almost be a defensive ability in some ways. Oh yeah. Um, because if you, if you really need to get away with a token, um, you can play this card and just stop someone from chasing you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and it is, and as I said, if you want amazing Spider-Man to have a terrible day. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, and then the other one is way back from the early days. Let's talk about Battle Lust. Ooh, interesting. Pulling that one up. So it's back from the Black Panther Killmonger pack. Oh yes, <laughs> this this card with this Carnage artwork on it, long before Carnage was announced. <laughs> and that's not very good on Carnage, honestly. No, no, not not really at all. <laughs> uh, at the end of a move action made during an allied character's activation, the moving character may spend power equal to their size to play this card. The yep. next attack made by this by the moving character adds uh, this activation adds dice to its attack equal to its size. If mm. this attack deals damage after the attack is resolved, push the character short away. And that's non-size restricted push. Yep, yep, that that sure is. And just a cute thing you can do with Wasp um, is you can, it costs the same, but you can long move, play this card at the end of the long move, uh, and then size change and get plus two dice. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you were going to size change anyway, then it basically turns it into... A free size change, because you only had to pay one for this card when you're getting the effect of paying two for it. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh yeah. yeah. It's it's really cute. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and, and definitely, 
any any pushes you can you can yeah and we we rather uh, is, push is less helpful less. for this kind of battle plan yeah and also yeah. Sabertooth is great with this card oh i'm sure yep cuz he adds sweet ice to a five dice wild pierce attack yeah and so if you don't randomly kill them off of suddenly eight dice wild pierce, you're probably getting damage through to push them. <laughs> Almost certainly, yes. Mm-hmm. Plus it's very flavorful. I mean, battle lust with, with Sabretooth. Oh yeah. Um, um Do we want to get the, that in or are there other cards you want to talk about? Because that would be our tenth the, card. The only one I wanna bring up, um, and and may or may not put in is uh climbing gear climbing gear is a personal favorite of mine yeah um it works wonderfully as uh an off activation movement um that you know can be a counter to things like this where you're sitting on a point and someone comes over and pushes you off after you've already activated you can climbing gear back onto that point near the end of the turn, mm -hmm. uh, the end of the round rather, yeah. and um, you know be be able to to contest things that you weren't going to. Mm -hmm. Very fair. I will leave this choice entirely up to you because I think both of them are very good options. Let's see. Yeah, I think I I think I would like to try battle lust. Um, okay. It's 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 one that that I haven't I don't think I've played with or against, mm -hmm. um, and uh, it it does seem like it has some interesting potential. So, yeah, yeah. And and just speaking of our viper that we're talking about, suddenly we're rolling seven dice with a wild poison on a poison blade and six dice with a wild stun. Yep. yep. Which neither of those are bad. Yeah. And then probably doing some damage, depending on who your target is, and probably pushing them. Yeah. And even even just getting it, uh, you can't actually, if you are using Battle Lust on a Toad, mm -hmm. suddenly it's six dice, range three, uh, with a wild push on top of the push that Battle Lust gives you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a neat card. Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting how how many of the unaffiliated cards sort of get lost in the noise. Oh because yeah, because there's there's nothing to really draw your attention to them. They're not on the restricted list, so you're not like looking at them as you're deciding your two restricted cards. Mm -hmm. um, but they don't have a character's name on them. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but speaking of the restricted list, Black uh, 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 Doom Prophecy needs to get off. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's now an affiliated card that has made it lose all of its actual value, so let's get it off that list. I I completely agree with you. And um, it's not more powerful than the other affiliated cards that aren't restricted like Rainbow Bridge. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of very power powerful you you can certainly increase the power level on uh an affiliated card because mm -hmm. it's you know there's there's a very big cost to taking that which is tailoring your list around that affiliation yeah so yeah i i completely agree with you there mm -hmm. um so yeah um 
So, uh, for the people at home, our final list is Viper, Mystique, Toad, Quicksilver, Sabretooth, Lizard, Bullseye, Wasp, Black Widow, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Hood. Just all the three-pointers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then we have, uh, for tactics cards, we have Book of Truth, Deception, Exceptional Healing, Hood Gang, Pim Particles, Blaze for Impact, Field Dressing, Mission Objective, Marked for Death, and Battle Lust. For Secures, we have Superpowered Scoundrels from Sinister Syndicate, Mutant Madman turns City Center into Lethal Amusement Park, and Riot Spark over Extremist 3.0. And then for Extracts, we have Fear Grips World as Worthy Terrorized City, Struggle for the Cube Continues, and Spider Infected Invade Manhattan. So yeah, that seems like a very fun list. Absolutely. Uh, are you planning on trying it out once everything comes out? Uh, I think I will. Um, I, I've got a couple of people that I play with casually um, uh, on pretty much a weekly basis at this point mm-hmm. uh, that, that I think these these would be fun to try against. The only thing you're missing from this list is Superpowered Scoundrels. Yes, yes. So in February, it looks like, I'll be yeah. able to play this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um... If people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Uh, let's see. Probably Discord is the easiest place. Um, if you're in the uh, Tabletop Simulator Discord, I'm Zetin the Collector on there. Um, I'm also, there's a Southeast uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol gaming Discord where I'm under Shane. Uh, and now I'm on your Discord as well, under Shane. Yes. Uh-huh. And if you want to join the Morlocks Discord, uh, you can do so by joining the my Patreon at patreon.com slash White, where in addition to the Morlocks Discord, you also get uh, my uh, two episodes a month of TV and movie talk, um, where I am going over what I've been watching and talking about it. Um, I recently did my end of the year list for top 10 uh, my combined top 10 movies and TV and my top 25 songs. Uh, I both have episodes out on those. And then um, also you can like see the guest list early as I schedule them and stuff like that at higher tiers. Um, but yeah, so um, please support the show if you enjoy it. You can also find me as Lexa White on all the MCP discords, Egypt on all the non-MCP discords. Um, if you want to see me doing something completely different every Saturday and Sunday morning, uh, I am doing custom Arkham Horror the Card Game at twitch.tv slash codeappgames. And then, uh, we have moved to every, every other Monday at twitch.tv slash itshackermike is now where I'm doing my board game time with friends. Um, so you can check that out as well. So, yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. Mm -hmm. And keep experimenting, people.